Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we have a wonderful guest returning to us today. Intersectional climate scientist, Dr. Chandler Purity is back and ready to rock, I think. How are you? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I am living my very best life. So excited to see you both again. Um, And in my head and also in my dreams, we are very close to each other. So, yeah. In my dreams, too. (laughs) Yes. Are you on your highest timeline? I... I, I struggle with the idea of highest timeline because mm-hmm. any of the ist, like best, perfect, I feel like that is unaccessible in a human life and it rings a touch of, you know, white supremacy and perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually think I'm like in a middle one, you know, like all of the hopes and dreams that I had are basically kaput, but I am happy as a fucking clam. Sorry. Happy as oh, a clam. No, no, no. We, like to- <laughs> we encourage it. We encourage it. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I am more selfish than I think most people would want me to be. And as an Aries, it brings me a lot of joy. So I think I'm in the middle somewhere. I'm in the middle path and I'm loving it. That's awesome. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I like that too. Um, what's been up with you since we last talked? We set this, we set this up. We don't usually do that, but we set this date the last time you were on. We did. Because we, there was just so much to talk about and we knew we want to talk again. And it's conveniently lining up with all of these really um, wild things that are happening in our country. Um, Lucky us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just saying before we started recording, it's kind of interesting because the last episode we did – what you were describing, it was it kind of flows right in. It's kind of flowing right into what's happening now. And you were talking about the three-headed yeah. dog being right. really what's contributing to our climate crisis. Yeah. So we we're talking about capitalism, colonialism, and white supremacy, with the big body of that dog always being the patriarchy, um, and how really the root of our climate change issues come from those things, and those things have. In. Uh, I mean, the, our country was founded on those issues yeah. um, and everything that's built. I mean, in the tower card in tarot, right, we understand that anything that's not built on a stable foundation is doomed to fall so that something better can be built. Um, and so when I see when I saw Roe v. Wade and we had a little bit of um, cushion there because uh, it was leaked um, and I don't believe it was leaked. I mean, all those people are so old. Someone probably just left a copy in the copier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it was a big it's fancy ter- leak. Just not fully <laughs> mentally well. Someone just got the copy and was like, holy shit. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Which is another reason maybe people that old shouldn't be uh, in charge of us. Yeah. Um, real quick, but, real quick yes. about that. Yes. So I didn't realize I was seeing that along with Roe v. Wade, that also comes with like our medical privacy, right? Like HIPAA. Right. It goes right. along with that. So someone was like, I want to see all of their medical records now. I yep. want to know which one of them, because that's been a real issue that's come up many times of like, um, people in those positions in the government that are literally having Alzheimer's and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. no one will call them out because they don't want to, you know, upset yeah. the powers that be. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that 
I mean, in my experience professionally, the higher I get, um, the less qualifications I'm asked to show. (laughs) Um, You know, I don't get drug tested at this point in my career at all. Uh, And I think that in this country, very much like the more power you get, um, the less restrictions there are around you. Um, And if we're not going to get rid of this whole dumbass archaic system in one fell swoop, um, then I do think like, that's at least a starting place for us. Um, so yeah, we have this Roe v. Wade issue. And interestingly enough, I mean, I guess I will start. I want to know what it felt like to you too, um, because I think that it's really important to focus on the feelings, right? Because feelings bring information, feelings have power. And um, one of my favorite feelings really is anger. And mm-hmm. I think about... You know, what would the world be if Malcolm X, if Martin Luther King weren't angry Um, and how anger is it's interesting because anger is considered kind of not an emotion because it's the only emotion that men show and men are emotionless. (laughs) We all know that. Um, And so and it's definitely not a thing for women to be angry, especially for black women. We're always told to not be angry, Um, but anger and righteous anger, right? Being angry for a reason. Um, and really kind of learning how to channel that so that it doesn't eat you alive. Um, but that's kind of me making a couple of assumptions. So I'd be interested to hear how you two felt. Do you want to go first? You can go. Um, so when it first got leaked, yes. um, I was depressed. Yes. Um, and then I was hopeful. Okay. It's like, maybe it won't happen. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Delusion we love. Right? It helps. It, good. it does. It does. That's how we cope. still are able to cope in this society. Anyway. Um, and then when it actually happened, um, there was no, like, it was numb. Yeah. Okay. It was just, okay, this is what's happening. And now I'm very pissed. And also um, embarrassed. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Embarrassed to be from the United States? No, actually haven't <laughs> processed that part yet fully. Okay. Um, embarrassed that people of color oh. and black women have been trying to warn us for years and just ignorant, not listening. And yeah. now look at where we are. All right, guys, I'm just sharing this to our group. Thank okay. you. And Brisha. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, I feel like I almost had like an inverse reaction. Like, Good. Let's I see. think when it first, the news of it first leaked, I was just, mm-hmm. that's when I was actually a little bit numb. Just like, okay, all right, like what else, you know? Um but then when it actually happened, I found myself so pissed in like the first 24 hours that I just like couldn't stop. I couldn't stop posting. I couldn't stop talking about Mm -hmm. it. I couldn't, at the end of the first day, I felt so much rage inside that, um, and I felt so bad about everything that, um, I finally sat and wrote just this whole long rant because I realized like I need to express all the reasons I'm pissed. And I posted it. And then I actually deleted it later that day. <laughs> but I I will say that um besides deleting that for some I don't know why, but besides deleting that, I have never felt more um more okay with my anger than right now. Very good. So, because I'm usually very not okay. Like, I usually am like, oh, no, I made someone mad or like, oh, yeah. no. And <laughs> now I'm just like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, so that feels that feels good to me. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, if I was spiritual bypassing super hard, and I mean, not all the way, but I do think there is an element there of um, – feminine energy being reacquainted with some of these 
um, quote unquote, darker, or uh, what they really mean is harder to deal with for men <laughs> type of qualities. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, they've kind of awakened a beast. But I yeah. want to focus, uh, well, I mentioned first that Alexa, you said that, you know, you posted something and then deleted it. Um, and something that I found through years of being um, righteously angry at the world, um, you know, and in my 20s, not as a teenager, because I'm a late bloomer, um, it's that it's really hard to get your point across when you're coming from a place of emotion. Uh, and that is a hard thing to tell people <laughs> when they're in an emotional place. Um, and I think that emotions should be felt. And I guess I'm telling you that there is an end to this tunnel. There's an other side. Um, and I think back to when I was just, I, so, you know, I grew up in white spaces and then I went to an HBCU, Howard University, where I was all in black spaces. And somehow I was kind of able to um, kind of skip over kind of like the nuance of the differences between my environments and just enjoy what I had when I had it. Uh, and then I came to UC San Diego and obviously that um, that changed my life. Uh, and it was really apparent to me what the differences were and how I was being treated differently. And I was hyper aware of these things, right? I was counting how many black people I saw. I was counting the amount of microaggressions I was getting. Um, and I was so angry at everyone all the time. And I think yeah. righteously because yeah. um, my friends were in really dire straits with their mental health. Um, but it got so tiring and exhausting at a certain point. Um, and I think even before I got tired, I figured out that you can channel that anger into something that you think is helping. It actually doesn't even have to help. <laughs> but if you feel like you're doing your part, it helps to kind of quell those feelings. Um, and I had a friend who was white and she came to me and she was like, I feel like you complain about white people all the time. And I was like, I mean, you're not wrong. And I told her this later and she was like, that doesn't sound like something I would say. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but you said it. Um, and it really brought me back to this place of like, how do I find the love here? <sighs> Which is like terrible. And I hated it. Um, but like, you know, I did that through ancestry and things, but how do, I mean, and I haven't even tried this one. Because <laughs> so here I am giving advice I haven't taken, but like, is there love to be found for the, or pity even for the ignorance of these men for the pain that is totally self-inflicted, <laughs> um, totally in their heads in a lot of cases, um, but for what they're going through for people who feel fervently about religion. Um, and then sometimes I don't know. Sometimes that can help. Sometimes it doesn't help. Um, but certainly channeling your anger into something that you feel like is helping just makes it so much better because you're already doing your part, right? At that yeah. point. Totally. Thank you. Yes. Um, so I guess I <laughs> kind of beat around the bush then. But I, when the Roe v. Wade happened, Roe v. Wade decision was leaked and it happened. Um, I was just like super, I guess maybe numb, but it was just nothing. <laughs> I was still um, enjoying my best life. I'm entering a chapter in my life that I'm really enjoying and really grateful for. Um, and I had a friend, a white friend text me and she was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, but she was definitely going through it. And then even my friends from my HBCU all in our group chat were like going at it. And, like a lot of them do live in trigger states. So that's a different situation. Yeah. Um, as a black woman, I can't waste my time on survivor's remorse. I hate that that sounds like that, but, um, I, there's just like so many things that I could let me, get me down every day. And if I'm down, I can't be contributing to solutions. Um, but I, I guess during that time when I was so angry and my friend <laughs> told me, you know, to, to take it down, that was around the time that I was learning about the um, maternity uh, death disparities between black and white women. Um, and specifically for um, someone like myself who's gone on to get a graduate degree. I'm something, I think Black women are three times more likely to die during childbirth. 
as uh, someone with their PhD or MD, I would be, I believe, nine times more likely. Uh, and it's an inverse relationship. So for Black women, the more educated we get, the more likely we are to die during childbirth. And for white women, it's the opposite. Um, the more educated they get, the less likely they are to die. Um, I, my sister, she's my half sister, so she didn't grow up in the privilege that I grew up in. My mother is white. Her mother is not. She had three kids before she was like, you know, 20 something and she had to drop out of school. Um, to my knowledge, she never considered an abortion. And to my knowledge, and even from being in college, it was hard for people to scrape together enough money to pay for a plan B pill let alone an abortion. Mm. Um, black women are, the majority of black women live in the Southern states where abortion was already so hard to access. Um, indigenous women who live on reservations have never had access to abortions because their um, health services are funded federally. Um, and since the beginning of this country, we have had a pesky bad habit of um, using eugenics um, to sterilize uh, people with disabilities, uh, indigenous women, um, immigrant workers coming from Mexico, black women, Jewish women, Irish women, Puerto Rico, women, Puerto Rican women, <laughs> um, kind of just everything. And um, I mean, there's a story that even Serena Williams almost died when she was giving birth because the doctors wouldn't listen to her, even with all the power she has. Uh, and so unfortunately, I kind of had, I had mourned this years before, is the answer. I had mourned this years before. Um, and so I've kind of tried to dedicate my career now to getting people to um, get outside their comfort zones, listen to people who come from different backgrounds than them, make those connections, get to know their neighbors. And I think that that is a way to help. And so because I feel like I'm already trying to help in a way, it was just like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing now, yeah. um, in a sense. So, yeah. That makes that makes complete sense to me about, like, you having already processed this because it was yes. like what Ambrosia was talking about, about Black women, um, Indigenous women have been talking about this for so long, fallen on deaf right. ears. And right. so, of course, you've already gone through your own process with it. And now it's all brand new to white women. Right. And we're all right. like, ah. um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And can I ask you one thing, though, yes. about the like the more educated black women are, the more yes. likely they're what? Yeah. Wh why the more educated, like the better? Yeah. Yeah. Like the more competent they seem. Mm. No, so it's interesting. Um, and in my personal experience um, at UC San Diego, whatever, I don't go there anymore. Um, <laughs> I had, there were two black women in all of STEM um, faculty oh, when I arrived there. Uh, the school has 30,000 undergraduates. So faculty is probably like 5,000, 10,000. Um, <clears throat> wow. Yes, and there were two. And now there's one. Um, and this is a different one because one of the two, she actually like keeled over and had an aneurysm at the age oh of God. Like, before 40 on her way to a conference. And the other one had like so many complications with the one birth that she did have that she was having surgeries for like a decade afterward. Um, and... So it's one of those things where my hypothesis is, as someone who's gone through it, um, kind of we talk about like in the neurodivergent community on TikTok, we talk about masking. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in communities of color, we talk about code switching. And they're kind of similar in that sense. Um, and I saw a video on TikTok. I have no fucking idea if it's real. I don't know. But <laughs> some random girl on TikTok was like, for every like... <clears throat> I don't know, like day or week or year that you mask, it's like 14 years off your life or something. Um, but I think that, uh, so our bodies aren't supposed to be like stressed all the time, which is 
capitalism could take a hint. Yeah. Um, but our bodies aren't supposed to be stressed all the time. And I think the stress of capitalism plus the stress of um, an academic or professional job, like as a doctor, plus the stress of feeling like you're carrying the weight of your community on the black, your back, plus the stress of feeling like you have to be twice as good to get half as much recognition, all of those things um, in a sustained way, constantly being questioned about your intelligence and things by your committee. I think those are the things that ultimately wear on the body. Um, and that's more of a conversation on, you know, racism, uh, greater racism, because in um, like obesity studies, we understand that a lot of the terrible outcomes come from the social stigma, not necessarily from the situation itself. Um, and so when we say like, oh, you know, black people might have these heart issues or so-and-so because they eat too much salt or, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be, it's like, well, also living your life 24 yeah. seven in fear um, that wears on your body in ways that it's not supposed to be, um, you know, doing. So um, yeah, that would be my best guess as to why that's happening. Um, but it's, it is, it is, it is just interesting. It's the double-edged sword of being a black and a woman, right? Because mm -hmm. um, maybe as a woman, get, as a white woman gets more degrees, she gets more respect. People are more likely to listen to her. Um, maybe she feels safer, more powerful. I don't know. Um, but I, as I went higher in my education, I felt more and more marginalized. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I think it's more of an energy thing mm. than anything. But yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Like, that was a question that I had too, Alexa. But we could go, I could go so many ways with this. Um, and I feel like that's where personally my embarrassment comes into play. Mm -hmm. My feeling of embarrassment what, is that if I feel this scared, Right. about this overturn. Right. This is just like a little dot of how black people in America feel. Yeah. On a daily basis for right. everything. And yes. I feel like that's that's personally where my embarrassment comes into play and that's personally um what I feel like a lot of white women should think about right now and right. consider is the next time we want to say, oh, racism's not real, or the next time we want to say something like everybody's treated equally or whatever yeah. the fuck we say, yeah. like really think about what the fuck is happening right now right. and how this has been going on since the birth of our country. Yeah. I mean, the point of us asking you to address racism is because... Um, the systems are built to oppress those with who are least marginalized. And like I said, if you can rally and assist those that are least marginalized, then as a more privileged person, um, the consequences will never get to you. So I kind of think, I mean, even like selfishly, it makes the most sense to be um, helping the people who are at greatest need, because when you're removing the barriers to their success, it might be a million barriers. You might only have three, but now you both have <laughs> zero barriers. You know what I mean? Um, and so I want to also be uh, clear. I think you might have seen some TikTok videos about this, um, but something that comes from uh, Black women and Indigenous women's experience uh, in navigating these issues is that they have systems set up, right? They already have um, a lot of different organizations that are designed to help women who can't afford it to get safely to somewhere where they can get an abortion. Um, so certainly finding these systems and investing in them um, is really important. Um, I do want to say, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to save the fun part. Um, let's see, bad at marching. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to take... <laughs> Bad at marching. On the edge yes. of my seat now. Uh, yeah, it's a fun one. Uh, but I wanted to take a moment to um, just, especially for you, Ambrosia, um, but I think for you, Alexa, too, and for any white women, any white woman who's in this space is already, like, doing something. So I don't want to be... Um, I guess I want to tell you that I don't blame you entirely, right? Because with capitalism, we're not... We don't have time to think about other people. And that's just... 
is what it is, right? Um, it's We're so worried about making sure that we all have food in our bellies and a roof over our head that it is really hard to do these kinds of things. And capitalism wants us to be separated from each other, right? It's easier to sell. A, they make more money selling one of everything to people in studio apartments than to community living. So these systems are designed to separate us from each other. So I don't want you to take personal responsibility for that, right? Um, certainly you have the power to um, curate your response in a way that is building these connections, um, but this is just the system that we have. So um, it's important to not be, you know, be that great. And I'm raised in a really privileged situation. I wouldn't know about these things if I didn't have a sister in that situation, if I didn't have friends from these communities. Um, and I don't know, just fucking luck that I met them. <laughs> it's <laughs> nothing that I did very special. And there's a lot of, um, you know, we say skinfolk and kinfolk. And so there's a lot of Black people who also aren't as aware of these issues, who are also feeling the way that you're feeling um, right now. Um, and so <laughs> the next thing is, yes, um, bad at marching. And that ties into um, kind of me trying to uplift these existing programs that we've had for women to get access to this kind of, or for people with uteruses to get access to this kind of healthcare. Um, and so anecdotally, <laughs> in my small little uh, hippie town founded around uh, the autobiography, autobiography of a yogi, um, they were doing a march against um, gun violence like a couple weeks ago. And I was on my phone. I looked out the window and I saw like one person pass. And I was like, hmm, what's happening? I saw like another three pass like in kind of matching shirts. And I was like, huh. And mind you, like I live on hmm, Flex. I live near the 101 um, in California. So right near the coast. That's the main uh, street in our city. And they were behind that <laughs> in a neighboring street. That's that's not a good place to march if you want to people to notice you. <laughs> um, and so then they have their t-shirts. I see like a little group pass and then I see a bigger group pass, maybe like 50 people. Uh, and they're, they have one megaphone, but they're trying out like different um, chants. So they haven't really settled on one yet. Oh, okay. And then for the maybe next 20 minutes, maybe there's like them. little groups of like three or four people coming with like 20 feet between them, um, you know, marching. And I, I, it's, you know, for me, it's like, let's make fun. Um, that's better laugh than cry. Uh, and I think like when white, cause white women, right. That's what they've seen when it comes to protest. That's the part that you see mm -hmm. is the march. Right. And so I think it's just, it's going to sound insensitive, but it's like, oh my God, our rights were taken away. Here I go to the Michaels to get a poster and some yeah. markers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think about like, especially if you're, you know, new to anti-racism, like what are the things that you were really critical of when black people were protesting during George Floyd? Did you think they shouldn't be looting? Did you mm. think they shouldn't be destroying businesses? Those are the things you should be doing, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and we have seen that there's been some police violence again, white, against white women, which I think is unfortunately important. Um, I think that a lot of police aren't going to have the same amount of um, aggression and energy with white women. Um, but seeing that they do is important because to police, you're just, it's the us versus them. They're a gang and that's it. Um, and so hopefully, you know, more people will notice that. Um, but yeah, my big dream is what my, my mom, I talk to my mom all the time. She's um, obviously white, but she likes to think that she's not. And uh, by association, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, she said all these, you know, silly things like obviously no sex, which like who's going to adhere to that? That's hard. And we can't even, you know, that's hard. Um, she said all women should just leave. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> spas should open up pro bono <laughs> and women should just like mass exodus to spas, leave their kids, leave their partners, just leave their job, just leave. <laughs> Um, but my personal favorite is definitely Molotov cocktails at Lululemon. Um, why aren't we breaking shit? I mean, I think Trader Joe's is politically all right, but like yeah. any of these places yeah. that um, exist women. off of white women's money and mm. um, especially like mask up, like you're there. If they're allowed to take away your rights and I'm not inciting violence if the NRA is listening. 
<laughs> if they want to take away your rights, um, the rules have been removed. The rules have been changed. So uh, this is a form of violence. And I think in our society, we like to decide the People in power like to tell us what is and isn't violence. They tell us that Will Smith slapping uh, Chris Rock for some out-of-pocket shit is violence, but that taking away women's rights and, um, you know, condemning a lot of them to death is not violence. That feels yeah. fucking violent to me. Yeah. And how do we match energy? Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. violence. With violence, yeah. you know? And maybe, you know, go on your dating apps and, like, you know, create terror there like there's creative ways to do it it doesn't always have to be a Molotov cocktail but like from now on you identify as a troll (laughs) trolling everyone everywhere all the time um you know I think uh but yeah certainly anything uh but the behind the scenes stuff of protests is the fact that um these systems are created their support and community systems created to function outside of what the city or the government provides so um, like that's how these abortion funds uh, and systems have been created. How can we, you know, find a neighbor who crochets, find a neighbor who grows, figure out how to do things kind of self-sustained on your own block? Because we do have power, especially we have tons of power in small spaces and it's a lot less overwhelming to think about shifting everyone in the world when you could just get all of your neighbors to stop spending money for a long time just because you guys are helping each other out, you know? Um, Maybe pawn your kids off on them, you know? Get some free babysitting, like, (laughs) community. I literally just asked my, my husband's on the board of our building. We live in a building that has, like, 136 units in it, and the building is very, like, we're, we are, um, we have a lot of different age ranges. We have families. We have singles. Um, all different races, all different professions. It's a really cool community, and I really like being a part of it. And everybody's pretty happy here. And right. we're constantly doing things to improve the community. And so I said to him the other day, I just like got up and was like, I think we have anywhere around here to like start a community garden. And he's like, why? And I was <laughs> like, well, just wondering. He was like, we already have a garden at the pool. I was like, no, no, not like, not like flowers, like yes. food. Yes. And um, he was like, I don't know, talk to <laughs> like, I'm like constantly throwing ideas at him. But like, yeah. that idea to me suddenly seemed really cool. Because I yes. was like, I would, I think everyone would really like that. I think it would yes. be a really good community project. I think it would sustain people and help mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I've yeah. been kind of trying to think like that as well. I love that. I always like one of my favorite sayings is I think we could save the world through community gardens. Um, And there's so much that first of all, gardening is therapy. Anyone who's done it. um, Gardening is the opposite of white supremacy. There's lots of room for um, mistakes and innovation and failure. Um, And there's even like, I have a theory that gardening could help because I have uh, struggled with disordered eating, skinny white mom problems. And um, I think that proximity to food and growing folks on food could be really rehabilitative for that. Um, and yeah, just the community building that comes from it. We had community gardens at one of my grad um, schools and everyone there was just like super close. Yeah. Um, and it just starts small, little things, little things. So that's something that you're doing, Alexa. We love yeah. to see so you've it. Given me more, you've given me more... Um, energy to go like take it up to the to the top guy because normally I just get annoyed at my husband for like not <laughs> for him being like I have so much going on like whatever but that's I, okay yeah, yeah. but he's I, supposed to be the practical one and yeah. that's okay some of us have to be dreamers and Exa- he, yeah. <laughs> he he said to me he's like you be the dreamer I'll be what did he say you be the dreamer I'll be the he might have said that the practical yeah. one <laughs> middle (laughs) I was like how romantic yeah Um, I mean yeah but I think but I think I've been my community has actually been like I have felt the call within this community to get more involved but I've I've felt very hesitant to just dive in because I can feel that I need to pick the right thing otherwise I'm just Mm. I have so much going on in my life as well I need to really pick where my energy goes so um Thank you, because I feel like you just gave me more um, excitement to, like, pursue that one. Because yes. that would make me really happy, and that would feel like a worthwhile investment for me. 
So yeah, I promise you, uh, it's basically more addicting than the TikTok algorithm. Like planting something from seed and watching fruit come from it, yeah, blows my mind every season. I, I still, I mean, I'm a plant scientist. I understand how it works, and I still think it's magic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited totally. for you. Thank you. Um, wait, wait. Oh yeah, go I ahead. Think, I think you have more notes. Do you have more notes, Chandler? Am I yes. Yes. Yeah, she's, oh, well, no, she's giving us a lecture yeah, right no, now. No, I love it. No, I know. <laughs> she's prepared. ADHD. That's why I'm like, yes. hold on. We're, we um, can't go off the notes. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, one thing that I wanted to, my, my broadest take with what's going on in the United States, Roe v. Wade, this is including January 6th. This is also including the Trump election. Okay. So in my opinion, <laughs> the United States is, was born as an open wound, <laughs> like a open, like bones sticking out and everything. That's yes. how it was born. That's how we've been operating. And it's been getting rotten, gangrenous, infected ever since, right? Yeah. Um, if you've ever even had a scrape, you know that when it's time to clean the wound, you don't just get to put a Band-Aid over it. You have to scrub it out first. And that hurts like hell. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like worse um, than the wound itself. Um, but for me, this feels like the cleaning of our wound. Uh, it feels like attention finally coming to a wound that's existed for a long time. And for unfortunately, I hate to say this, um, anything that is not the status quo is promising to me because change is... I mean, you all know the death card. Change is good. Mm -hmm. Change is good. It feels not good, but yeah. there's always something better on the other side, right? Breaking up with an abusive partner. Change is good, right? Future. I mean, Sierra left future and she's with Russell Wilson. I call it the Russell Wilson effect. <laughs> As a society, we have been letting future and our government treat us like shit, like our, you know, his 17th baby mama. Yeah. Um, and there is somewhere out there, a very wealthy um, man in dad tennis shoes, um, a, you know, a government, a culture that is waiting for us. But we have, I always say like, you always get what you put up with. Mm -hmm. And so now we're coming to an awareness that we will not put up with this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that combined with the internet, because the way that we're able to talk to each other and share these ideas has never ever been possible in the history of mankind <laughs> that I can sure. I can say that confidently, right? Um, and so I think all of these things combined, but we just have to remember that we are, and you know, any any people who are out here who are you know souls, star seeds, all of that, like this is you signed up for, you signed up to help. This is what you signed up for. We signed up to be here um, and something I think that helps with like you, uh, like the energy being really low um, for anyone who's really struggling with this is holding both, okay? Yes, the government took away your rights to your body. That's fucking true. You still have people that love you. You still have, you know, and it's not that like, oh, ignore that that happened to you and focus on just what you're grateful for, hold both, mm. right? Hold both together. And understand that, especially for you two, like, <laughs> and for me, we fucking picked this. Um, this is what you signed up for. This is what we were prepared for. This is why we picked all the trauma we picked so that we could help show people this is what the collective awakening is. This is what people are talking about. Like, oh, when is there going to be, you know, this is what it is. Um, do you remember your spiritual awakening? I do. It was a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I was so lost. I was so hurt. I was, and you know, the other side is wonderful, but reminding ourselves that we're just in a transformation and that's okay. Right. Can I ask a question that yes. like, I don't want to bring it down, but I love it. Let's see if you can do it. Okay. Do <laughs> a challenge. Do you, <laughs> do you feel like things are going to get worse before they get better? Depends on what you define as worse and better. Um, I think if you had asked me this question in 2020, I'd be like, fucking duh. <laughs> and I would be right. Um, astrologically, we are still very much in the midst of our Pluto return as a country. Um, I think there's, I think it's, I'm holding both. Are some things getting worse in terms of what the government is trying to enforce on us? Yes. Are some things getting better in terms of 
me having the opportunity to connect with you and have these conversations, finding an audience that's interested in talking about intersectional climate change. Um, mm -hmm. Those are things that did not exist when my uterus had rights. So <laughs> unfortunate, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And yeah. like, you know, for you, Ambrosia, like there was a time where you weren't gay and you had you, you know rights to your uterus. And mm -hmm. of course, unfortunately, that... <laughs> That could also be fucked up by these um, options, but really oh, centering. Definitely yes, um, definitely I'm, will be. Yeah. 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 Um, but really centering in to um, the fact that you are, especially if you identify as a spiritual being, you are not, your life doesn't have to be dictated by what's going on in the world. Right. And so you can be contributing. Um, but I remember like, I used to go around, you know, looking for things to critique because I have like a transition chart where I had a Virgo moon or something. It's not my fault. Um, but I used to critique everyone, everything all the time. Uh, and then I decided, like, what if I start looking for the good things? What if I start expecting people? I haven't run into a rude uh, customer service person since I decided that. I always get good. You know what I mean? Um, I Maybe I should have thought, like, we will always have rights for our uteruses. But I didn't <laughs> think about that. Um, but again, it's really important. Anyone who's leaning into, like, oh, my God, it's going to be The Handmaid's Tale. I'm just like, okay. Energetically, we need to be holding a vision. Mm -hmm. Could The Handmaid's Tale be a possibility? Maybe. I'm going to say it's less than 1% of millions and trillions of outcomes. I would prefer to focus on one where we put men in prison. That's a joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she's not. Fuck. <laughs> Wink. Um, <laughs> we can, you know, like let them out on leashes and stuff. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, you know, there's, you know, or like a matriarchy or at least a world where women have an equal say. Um, but imagining that transformation is shaking things up so that we can shoot for better. Mm -hmm. um, and using your imagination, your intuition, your energy to hold that vision, especially for those who are really struggling right now, um, because I'm always going to blame everything on fear and capitalism, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't want to be contributing more fear, right? That's yeah. like the number so one starseed like rule. That's part of the patriarchy, <laughs> too. And then yes. I definitely feel like I've done that in the last week. I've... That's okay. Which... Which is unfortunate. I feel like I'm just in a fear-based place right now. So if yes. you've heard me on TikTok or any platform that I've had, just ignore me <laughs> for the next month, honestly, because <laughs> I'm working this out. And it's not necessarily what's currently happening. It's yes. the possibility of uh, like the um, Texas trying to, um, have you heard about that, Dr. Chandler? I know. I mean, I mean uh, Texas is always trying Texas to do is fucking What nuts. are they trying to do? This? Fucking nuts. They're yeah. trying to um, uh, be independent from the United States. And oh, they have yeah. come up with their own constitutional, their own constitution, rather. Right. And it basically is a terrifying read. I don't recommend it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. But it's basically um, they want to go uh, super religious which means getting rid of anyone that doesn't, that is not straight and white. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so I don't know how much time you've spent in Texas. Um, I've spent a good amount of time in Texas. Uh, and if anything, first things first, uh, rising sea levels, psh, they're first to go. So um, <laughs> You can at least sit with that one. Um, also, to be a Texan in Texas is literal torture. That weather there is cruel and unusual. It's not crazy to me that they're acting like they, um, you know, like they have hooved feet and horns because that's what that weather feels like down there. Yeah. Um, so Texas cannot succeed. Succeed. Um, yes, I, it's, they don't. 
they are, I mean, you know, and everything they're focusing on one or the other. So they're focusing on the things they can provide for themselves and not the things that they don't provide for themselves. Um, I feel like the fact that Texas froze like literally last year and they did not have the ability, even with what a, what little they, no, they disconnected themselves from uh, the rest of the country and people died. Um, so if they want to choose that, they can try. They also, what else did I see? Uh, Texas is like super landlocked and, um, even the coast is, um, contained. So like, how are you going to trade the things that you make? Where are you going right. to, it's just idiot white men, um, <laughs> thinking that, and that's the danger is that they think they know everything, <laughs> um, but they know very little. Uh, so they can, you know. They could try that, but I something that's important because I know that you're worrying, um, and I can't see. I was looking for the lyric, but uh, basically, you know, I don't know. This is because this is by a white woman. I'm looking for Bob Marley's lyrics. Don't worry about a thing. Anyways, um, when you worry about something, you make the troubles double. I think is something what he says, mm-hmm. but it's like. Um, because I have super high anxiety, A plus gold star. And when you worry about something and it happens, you've worried twice. Mm. <laughs> when it worries, when you worry about something and it doesn't happen, you've worried for nothing. Yeah. So it's kind of this thing of, um, you know, we the unknown. It's I think this is part of the feminine as well. Is the unknown is our friend. And I think that fear and Christianity tells us that the unknown is terrible. Yeah. And in a Western world, like me specifically, I was so good at worst case scenarios. Like anything, mention anything, I can come up with a worst case scenario like that. And it's very much like if wherever there's a worst case scenario, there's always a best case scenario. And there's always a million scenarios in between. And so, again, it's like this idea of holding both. Like I was thinking this morning, like, yes, climate change could put us into water wars or we could all be frolicking naked and eating berries in the next 70 years. Like, you know what I mean? Like one or the, both could be true. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I try to be as conscious as I can about the fact that the mind is so good at going to worst case scenarios and trying to build that muscle at least of what does it look like to go immediately to the best case scenario. Hmm. Do you think that the mind is good at building worst case scenarios out of like trying to survive? It's protection. It's protection and it's, I mean, I think think it's like nature and nurture, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're supposed to have fears to protect us. We're not supposed to live in a world where everything is a threat, right? (laughs) Um, And we're constantly like, I think I mentioned this last time, but it's so absolutely fucked. It's the least pro-life thing in the world that people have to earn the right to shelter, to food, and to water. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Um, so, yeah, I definitely it's you You have to hold both because you have to be aware so that you're not delusional if things are tipping in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but energy wise, and it's important that you, Ambrosia, you, Alexa, me, Janet, we take care of ourselves right first yeah. so yeah. that we can. Um, and maybe Ambrosia, you know, you are going to be super famous and maybe you're going to pop off in like, I don't know, Italy or somewhere that actually has probably not Italy, somewhere that actually has <laughs> um, uh, supportive laws for, you know, queer people and people with uteruses. Like, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Anything is possible, Anything right? Is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just... honestly, at this point, famous or gay, I think I'd pick gay. Because you could have both, though. Don't I could forget have that. both. And you know you what? Could I have should both. have myself. That's what I'm saying. Yes, famous and gay. Yes. Famous and gay. Smash those timelines together. Yes. Um, <laughs> Phoebe and Jay. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that, that like, if so, all of this stuff that's been happening, everyone I think is feeling like, oh my God. Because everyone said, no, none of this is possible. Like, it's not right. possible for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. Oh, sidebar, we're yeah. in Merc. We're in Neptune retrograde. It just happened the other day. And Neptune is all about illusions. And when it goes into retrograde, we get clarity. So it's more of a collective planet. Yeah. I like that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. (laughs) 
Well, so it's like, okay, if we're all agreeing that anything is possible, yes. then anything is possible. So like yes. that goes for the good stuff too. Exactly. Which, which I think like you're saying, it's important for us to not just, we've already given, we've already quote lost so right. much power. Right. It's important for us not to continue to give it away <laughs> <Yep>. when <laughs> we could be actually cultivating more and, um, right. And, and using it to build. And something we were, Ambrosia was talking about today is like, you know, she was talking about um the like unclassified documents that the CIA or whatever released, the right. um, Stargate like papers or yes. whatever, where they're talking <laughs> about the process of manifestation. They're talking about yes. all of that. And, and Ambrosia was intuitively feeling in and saying like, they use this, like they use right. this all the time. Right. And yeah. it's like, it's time for, us to use those same powers like the same yes. power that we have to like you said imagine create mm -hmm. vision envision manifest um yes and i think ultimately like like my my like broad perspective is like even though all of this is so painful it kind yeah. of reminds me of like um okay, if you're training to be like the best basketball player or like if you're right. training, you, you go through a lot of pain. Like yes. I really liked your analogy of the wound. That was, that's yeah. a really, really yeah. powerful analogy. But it's also like if you're training to become stronger and better and you know, you're, you're, you have a goal, you're right. trying to make something happen. Like you go through a lot of pain in that process, but it's for something. It's for right. something. And so it's like, I don't think that anyone, or at least I'll speak for myself, I don't think that I thought, oh, how are we going to get from totally like separate against each other, totally individualistic to coming together as one? Yeah. It's just going to one day be like rainbows and puppies? No, <laughs> right. that was never going to happen. So something would have to happen to catalyze all this. Right. And I think in the end, I think, I hope, mm -hmm. we'll mm -hmm. look back and go, that was so hard. Yeah. But thankful that yeah. something happened that made us realize how powerful we are. Yes. You know what I mean? That's my hope. That's my exact hope, right? Um, and I think that, you know, the power of community, we are just, I mean, our first real like handle at it was like George Floyd as a community, right? Um, and we're learning to work together and we're making progress. But if you've spent time with children, learning is fucking painful. <laughs> Watching them just do the wrong thing over and over again. Yeah. And I want to also, Ambrosia mentioned that like, I cannot fucking relate to your experience um, in terms of your other rights also being threatened. So um, when it comes to that, like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, I can't, I'm like kind of tuning into your energy and it's making me very angry. Um, and so I just, I have no idea what to tell you about that, except for that all of those people fucking suck. And, <laughs> you know, all of the men at least are also, it's not homophobic to say that they're also sucking dick. I'm just saying that most people <laughs> who have problems with other people, it's because they have something in themselves that they're not willing to um, address. Yeah. And because all of those people are more comfortable hiding and they're threatened by your authenticity. Um, and I'm just so sorry that you have to go through that, um, especially after finding your, you know, your freedom and your voice. Thanks. Part of me is like, are you fucking kidding me? And the other part yeah. of me is more <laughs> worried about like um, trans people, actually. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Because I feel like they, um, their life is very threatened. They have yep. a 60% suicide rate. Yep. Like, um, especially trans youth. Right. Um, a lot of the laws have been anti-trans laws this year. There have been right. over a hundred passed against them in our country. So that is really like where my fear is, is for trans youth and trans people. And it's, um, I don't feel like, I don't understand how you can't have empathy for another person to the point of, well, this doesn't really affect me, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, like what? Yeah. What does what does that mean? Yeah. Like I don't have to be trans to understand that this is a, a very serious situation. Right. Because their life could be threatened just by going to the bathroom. Yes. 
And I don't have to be a black woman to understand that going to the doctor is a life threatening situation for that person. So I don't really (laughs) understand people that are like, well, it doesn't affect me. So it is what it is. Those people are numb to themselves, to their thoughts, to their intuition, to what they want. And it's just, you know, um, what do they say? Like NPC, (laughs) non-player kind of a vibe. And I just really want to center that you are bringing up trans issues because that's not a connection that I had made. And when I say it's important that we focus on the most marginalized groups, right, for abortions, it's going to be Black women. For these um, same-sex laws, it's going to be trans people. Um, And so now I know to add even more of their voices to my community so that I can be whatever is affecting them make sure that I'm on top of it. Um, and I just, I am really, cause I, I feel, I mean, I feel embarrassed now too. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> um, Look at that. That I hadn't made that connection. Uh, so yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks. Very much so. Yeah. Just really quick. I want to throw this out there for anybody listening in Alabama. It is now illegal for a trans youth to play sports and school. Um, it is now illegal uh, to have a unisex bathroom in the state. It is illegal to, um, in school, identify as something that uh, um, a different gender than you were assigned to at birth, and yeah. they will out you to your parents. And I want to showcase how dangerous that is yes. for a lot of kids, a lot of people, um, and that it's not okay. Nope. Thank you. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, it's there's so much terrible news to take in. Um, but I two nights ago, while we were all sleeping, where do they find the time? I don't right know. Now? I mean, I guess maybe so I don't know. Productive. They're vampires or something. So productive. Um, but I, I guess so. Something like that certainly. You did it, Ambrosia. You pulled me down a little bit. You did good. <laughs> I didn't you did good. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're fine. Shit. No, you're fine. Sorry. But um, you know, my luckily my you know Jupiter rising Pisces moon snapped right. into action really quick. Um, just smack me. Be like I'm not coming down. No, take me down, bitch. Um, Tell me. I think about like sci-fi movies, superhero movies, magic movies. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter and like the um, even Monsters Inc. <laughs> And the lesson that love and joy is always more powerful than fear. And so when I hear all of these things that are fear-based about like why they, you know, they don't want trans kids here. They don't want them there. They don't want them anywhere. Uh, Dr. Seuss Seuss. type energy. I always try to remember. And even, you know, I saw someone say that like, of course they got Roe v. Wade overturned. They've been praying about it forever. Um, But praying and intention is so much more powerful when it comes from a place of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And so I just have to believe that all of those movies weren't lying to us uh, because there's a reason that people create these stories and these stories don't come from anywhere. Um, and that the message of these stories is that love, quote unquote, hashtag love wins. <laughs> um, we shall sense. see. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but that, you know, even if it's delusional, that your hopeful, loving thought could be a hundred times more powerful than someone's um, thought coming from ego that they intend to be loving, but that yeah. is really just based in fear and escapism, like from their own self. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Why? And, and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, yeah. or sorry, Doctor Purity. Chandler always, Alexa. Oh, Chandler, don't sorry. make me correct you again. Okay, okay. <laughs> ma'am. Chandler, thank you so much for just being here, for your presence, like for your perspective. And for 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 giving for blessing us with a lecture today, that yes. organized on the spot because um, I, I feel it. like we should have to pay for that. Um, <laughs> but genuinely, because I do I think- expect a PowerPoint presentation next time. No, I'm That's so funny. I was gonna say you just earned yourself another lecture, Amber. <laughs> We're gonna talk about decolonizing professionalism next time. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. But also, I just want to say, like, I think you're a really good example of everything you're talking about, because when 
you enter a space, it just feels calmer. It feels mm. more optimistic. It feels more like there's there's more sunshine. Yeah. There's like something to look forward to. Yeah. And I think you're a really powerful example of how we can all have that sort of effect if we wanted to or if we put intention into it and um, how powerful that is. So thank you. That's so sweet, Alex. I really thank you. Um, like every time I come here and connect with you two, it's such a joy. And the laughter that I get is, you know, there's no contest for it. Um, and, you know, as far as one more morsel of hope, I was like such a bully when I was growing up. So, um, you know, we can all, this was learned. I'm telling you, this was learned behavior. Uh, certainly had, you know, a little bit of help from the astrology. Um, but yeah, I am so grateful that you both share this platform. Uh, and I hope that I could have been just any help for you too, because I get really emotional about um, the white women who have been doing the work, um, getting like super beat up on themselves or, um, you know, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a break, right? Those kinds of things. It's okay to rest. Um, and rest is super important for revolution because it needs to be long action. So I hope that both can be a little easy on yourselves and maybe a spa day is in order. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Women owned. Women owned. Yes. Uh, Chandler, where can people find you if they want to get more of your content? Yeah. Yeah. Find me on TikTok um, where I'm posting mortifying videos every day Um, at House Purity. Thank you, Ambrosia. Um, It's always grass is always green on the other side. at House Purity, H-O-U-S-E-P-U-R-I-T-T-Y. You can also contact me on Instagram with that handle or at Gmail with the same handle. Um, and if you're looking to, if you're feeling really guilty and you want to throw a ton of money at someone who's trying to make a difference, um, I do have a book proposal that I'm going to be sending around to oh. folks. Or if you want to do a tea, I'm just here to help you. And if giving me a lot of your money is going to help take so just any listener who might need that message. Hey, if we're, <laughs> especially if we're going to get a book from you out of it, that sounds like a pretty good deal. So just saying. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much, Chandler. And um, yeah, everybody, make sure you go give her a follow. She's just always sharing some amazing, insightful things. Um, we'll have to have you back, as we were talking about, for uh, please some ancestor talk. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for watching on Facebook. Thank you, everyone who listens. And until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.